this, he showed them his hands and his side. The disciples rejoiced when they saw the Lord. And Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I send you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit, whose sins you forgive are forgiven them, and whose sins you retain are retained. Thomas, called Didymus, one of the twelve, was not with them when Jesus came. So the other disciples said to him, We have seen the Lord. But he said to them, Unless I see the mark of the nails in his hands, and put my fingers into the nail marks, and put my hand into his side, I will not believe. Now a week later his disciples were again inside, and Thomas was with them. Jesus came, although the doors were locked, and stood in their midst and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here and see my hands, and bring your hand and put it into my side, and do not be unbelieving, but believe. Thomas answered and said to him, My Lord and my God. Jesus said to him, Have you come to believe because you have seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen and have believed. Now Jesus did many other signs in the presence of his disciples that are not written in this book, but these are written that you may come to believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that through this belief you may have life in his name. The Gospel of the Lord. Just a week ago, this past weekend, we gathered for our Easter Masses right here in this church with over a thousand of our fellow believers. Surrounded by the beautiful flowers and decorations, we joined our voices with the choir in singing Alleluia as we came together to celebrate the resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. During the Vigil Mass on Saturday night, three people received the Sacrament of Confirmation as they were anointed with the sacred chrism, the oil of salvation. And then for the first time, they joined us at the Eucharistic banquet as they received their first Holy Communion. It was a blessed and glorious weekend as the risen Lord brought new life to us, our church, and into our world. But then, we woke on Monday morning to tragedy, another mass shooting, a tragedy that took place just a few miles from this most holy church. A terrible event made even worse because the shooter and his family were friends and acquaintances known by many of us. And one of those killed was a neighbor of many of our parishioners. And this coming on the heels of the shooting at a Christian school in Nashville just a week or so earlier. But this one hit very close to home. This one caused some of us to question our faith, to ask that question of God, why? 
Why? Why does evil seem to thrive in our world? It makes us fear for our children, ourselves, and for our world. It seemed that Satan was just fighting back once more by bringing sin and suffering into our lives, by trying his best to snuff out the hope, mercy, salvation, and new life promised by our risen Lord just the day before. Monday afternoon, as we were all trying to make sense of this latest, these latest actions, I was watching a local news channel. They were interviewing a sheriff from Bullitt County, a man who unfortunately had had some experience with mass shootings. He was asked to recommend new laws that might end these types of tragedies. His short, unexpected answer was a most beautiful witness to the faith that we all profess. He said, we have many laws on the books already, but only one law really matters. And that law is written on those stone tablets that God gave Moses on Mount Sinai. Thy shalt not kill. His answer was powerfully stunning in its wisdom, its simplicity, and in its truth. We must return to the faith of our forefathers. We must return to Jesus, and we must trust in him. We must honor the truth that he had already written on our soul before we were even born. Last Saturday night, as we welcomed those three new Catholics here, we joined with them in renewing our baptismal promises, and the three of them professed their faith with these words. I believe and profess all that the Holy Catholic Church believes, teaches, and proclaims to be revealed by God. My friends, this is our faith. This is the faith in Christ Jesus. It's a faith rooted in the power, meaning, and purpose of the resurrection. It's a faith that has its roots in the upper room of the gospel that we just heard. A faith so overwhelming, a doubting disciple came immediately to believe and cannot contain his belief. In fact, he could only say, my Lord and my God. It's tempting to think that we live in a faithless age, a time of doubt and indifference, when fewer people seem to believe. But then you recall that just a week ago, three heroic young ladies stood right here at the foot of our altar and publicly proclaimed their trust and belief in the risen Lord and the teachings of his church. And they were just three of the thousands that joined us in the Catholic Church this past weekend across the country and the millions the world over who came together as well. They came together to say, I believe. And then when you came here on Easter morning, you found our church full because on the holiest and most joyful day of the year, so many needed to be here to once more say, I believe. It's kind of hard for us to understand that when Thomas first saw the risen Christ, the whole church was maybe 20 people or so. In fact, they all fit into that small upper room. But from those few, the Christian faith has grown to embrace billions. And today, despite tragedies, difficulties, division, and struggles, billions of Christian believers still stand ready to profess their faith. They want to say, and they need to say, I believe. The words, I believe, may be the most important words we utter this day. 
for our words echo what Thomas said over 20 centuries ago. In fact, his words in the upper room may be considered the very first profession of faith made after the resurrection, hundreds of years before the Council of Nicaea gave us our creed. His five words said it all, my Lord and my God. Notice he did not say just Lord and God, but my Lord, my God. We must let our Lord deep dwell within our hearts. We must be inseparable from the essence. He must be inseparable from the essence of our very soul. He must become one with each of us. My Lord, my God. And this morning, like Thomas in the upper room, we need to carry those words in our heart as we come forward to receive the most sacred Eucharist. And behold, right here once more, our risen Lord. And may we also carry in our hearts a burning faith, a faith that doesn't need to see to believe, the kind of faith like our brothers and sisters had who were gathered so long ago in that upper room. And may it be said of us what was said of those very first disciples, that we cast out Satan, we overcame doubt, we defeated our fears, we have everlasting hope, and we love others as the risen Lord loves us. And on this Divine Mercy Sunday, despite these incredible challenges, the suffering, the death, we forgive. We forgive others. We forgive ourselves. My friends, by loving, forgiving, and hoping, I pray all of us may overcome our doubts and fears as we make our lives a never-ending profession of faith. And on this Divine Mercy Sunday, we pray in a special way for those souls lost during our recent tragedies, for their families, friends, neighbors, co-workers, for those first responders who risk their lives to save others. And may Almighty God have mercy on all of us and on the whole world. Amen. Alleluia. Alleluia.